Hello there, my friend, and welcome to the Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche, viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda, and viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature, maybe. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on Ayurveda, I wanted to bring up more specifically how to deal with changing seasons. And actually, changes in general. This is one of the secrets of the Ayurvedic practices that most people um, who don't know too much about Ayurveda have no idea. Because most people who know just a little bit on Ayurveda, they will have a tendency to think that you need to absolutely know what your constitution is in order to follow the principles and in order to benefit from it. And I'm here today to tell you that that is actually not the case. I would even say, me personally, when I meet some of the um, clients that I have or the participants or the patients or whatever you want to call them, if, especially if they're quite out of balance, it is really difficult to know what their original constitution is. And so there's a way to begin without having to think of any of that. There's a way to begin. And then actually, the more someone comes back to balance, which they will feel because they will feel good. Well, the more their true nature shines through. And then it's going to be so clear what their natural constitution is. And so whenever you are out of balance, because you are going through different seasons, for instance, so many do feel these seasonal um, changes inside of us, right? We can feel when we go, I guess, very much so between Winter and spring, I find personally, I see, especially in a climate like a cold climate, where there's a quite strong contrast between winter and spring, especially when you go from the wetter, colder towards first, maybe um, less, let's say, cold, but then also progressively drier climate. So in many parts of the world, we do experience that winter, for instance, can be quite wet and cold. And then spring comes and it begins to kind of warm up just a little bit, right? So it dries up maybe just a tad, but it's still quite rainy, maybe, for instance. But then the more we progress towards kind of the middle of spring, it becomes drier naturally because warmer wind is also coming. And it might even become quite um, 
windy, actually. And then all of a sudden, it can switch quite fast into this real, real dry kind of climate. And it's still quite cold. It hasn't gone into like pre-summer or anything like that yet. And that is often when people can notice that difference between the heaviness that made them be slow. And then all of a sudden, this wind and the dryness and the lightness, which will bring a dizziness in. Um, some people really experience this kind of depression, the seasonal depression. Um, dryness in the skin, of course, after the winter as well, lack of vitamins maybe, and a very dry skin. You know, you have the, with the lips um, easily, and you might even then quickly go into all kinds of typical um, illnesses, the typical colds that happens as well in these moments. And we have that situation often when we go maybe between summer and autumn as well at one point, especially when autumn really, maybe the first kind of autumn rains begins to come and it cools down and um, and there's a whole shift there. Now we have these seasonal changes in every season. Now I took the typical ones that we find in Northern Hemisphere cold weather kind of thing. But of course, in tropical um, parts of the world and subtropical, um, we have also season changes. There's between the rainy seasons and the dry seasons, of course. Um, so we all experience changing weather. And there's also parts, kind of the in-between seasons, that I guess what spring and fall very much have been for many um that there's this difference, it's kind of like a in-between seasons very much. I keep, um, by the way, I keep jumping between the word fall and autumn. I hope that everyone is okay with that, being not native uh, English speaker. Um, I have a tendency to want to stay on my very British English that I was taught and then fall into the American version very easily, of course, because, well, simply... TV, but also <laughs> the fact that fall is just easier to say. Um, so when we go through these periods are really good moments to know some Ayurveda and know how to use Ayurveda to easen that out. And it's the same thing actually when you go traveling. So whether you go traveling um, in your, you know, close by where there's no time zone difference or weather difference really, you will still notice that there's like a, a change happening inside of you because you've been traveling. I mean, just the traveling itself, the movement, the dryness, the, all of that, the out of routine, but then also being in two different places. Naturally, if you're also traveling between time zones or climates, continents and stuff like that, that's even more as you can imagine. And it can take quite some time for a lot of people to come back to feeling balanced again, feeling normal again. Um, and it is also, and I've spoken about this in my um, episode on hormones and more specifically kind of women's health, I guess, between the different transitions in life, the stages um, of life, we also go through these moments out of balance where we can use the Ayurvedic principles. So that's when we have a lot of changes as we go from childhood into teens um, and from puberty, let's say, into a more adult kind of body. 
And then especially, of course, when we go after we've been through a very active adulthood and going slowly towards um, older age, it's the same. So any changes in life, Ayurveda can be used. And one of the first things to always remember here is routine. So when we are out of whack because of movement, of whether it's us moving or the seasons moving, we are affected in our rhythms, right? So in our routines, which means it will affect our sleep, it will affect our digestion, it will therefore affect our bowel movement and our hunger levels. It will, of course, therefore, due to all of those affections and everything else, it will also, of course, affect our uh, activities, our physical activities. Now, these are all the things that we use to stay in balance. So if they are affected when we're out of balance, naturally, that's where we have to look at. And what we want to do then as uh, Ayurvedic believers and followers of these principles is that we want to look into the magic of the Vata Dosha. The Vata Dosha is the lightest of the three doshas because it's air and ether together. And it is also, therefore, the due to the fact that it's the lightest and that it's air and ether, it is also the dosha of movement, which means that whenever there's movement, it means that vata is at play. So naturally, when there's changes, what is change changes movement. And so naturally, vata is at play. When there's problems in our routines, vata is at play. All right. Vata can also go out of balance and then push on to bring another of pitta or kapha out of balance as well. So then there can be pitta, uh, sorry, vata moving and pushing on to another dosha. And so depending on what your constitution is, if, for instance, let's say you're very kapha constitution, if that's your main, if vata is pushing on to kapha, you will definitely notice then kapha imbalances. And you might not even then take under consideration the whole vata part, which is also how we sometimes end up not very successful in our attempts to balance out one dosha that may not be the one we need to focus on first of all. So I would say that if you could always start with just balancing out your vata, you will always win. So how do we balance vata? Well, as I began here, this little talk right now, just a minute ago, routine. Because vata is movement, vata loves routine. Okay. And vata stabilizes with routine. So vata is very light and very energetic. So in that sense, when it comes to our physical beings, Vata can have a tendency to manifest in the level of a busy mind, like worry and anxiousness, for instance. 
which will have us kind of running around like a like a chicken without his head. Sorry about that analogy, um, but that's the the image that came to my mind. And that will make it even harder for us, of course, to actually then settle into a routine. So it's really important to bring grounding into our system when Vata is out of balance. Which actually means that if there's anything you can do as you're trying to balance out in these moments, even though it's hard to stick to a routine because you're so high in your vata that you're probably forgetting things. If you can then focusing on grounding tools first, let with, for instance, grounding foods and grounding practices like, well, if you can, meditation. And if that is too much to ask, yoga nidra or sleep hypnosis, These are really grounding and good ways of settling vata a little bit more so that the energy lowers down again, goes down from the head and more into the physical realm, which will make it easier for the person to just feel more stable. So basically, what does that look like when it comes to um, grounding foods? Well, the... Vata qualities are light and dry and sharp and cold. And so foods that would balance that out would then be, of course, the opposites of that. So it's to warming and nourishing and stickiness um, and also sweet is always a really good. Sweet is good for everyone almost, except for kapha, actually, not really great either but it can be uplifting. Not mistaking sweet for sugar, okay? So some some of you might know of different kinds of diets that look into um, glycemic index and things like that. And that's actually what we mean by sweet. So for instance, white rice is very sweet or bread is sweet as well, right? So there, there's, there's ways obviously to bring sweetness in without thinking sugar or even thinking honey even, even though honey can be a good option. So some of the things that me, myself, I would go for straight away when it comes to balancing vata is um, root vegetables, always cooked, never raw food, okay? Root vegetables made in with a nice sauce, for instance, into some kind of curry, for instance, or some kind of stew, right? Curry is obviously what I would tend for because for me, I'm looking into what I like, but you don't have to cook Indian food. (laughs) So any kind of stew that you like is a good option. And then you have some kind of grain with that. You can have something that's um, quite uh, easy to digest maybe more for, for vata. If some vata can find it really hard with things like pasta or rice, for instance, So in that case, um, you could also go for, well, let's say, for instance, quinoa or other grains that are easier to digest for you. You can also go for different types of rice that are more easy to digest than others. Um, 
And I would even go as far as, especially, especially if you feel really out of whack. And if you also have a rather thin frame, so someone who is, for instance, quite a lot vata in themselves as natural, which means that they have a quite thin body, they might have difficulties putting weight on even, and they notice regularly this dryness in the skin and dryness in the hair and even like their nails and, and eyes might even feel dry easily. In that case, I would even go on further adding in nuts into the stew and uh, maybe even some dried fruit for the sweetness. Um, and that's just something that myself I really enjoy. So it's, it's just a good idea to do that, right? So we want to bring texture that's more heavy, dense, more grounding because coming from the earth. All those kind of like orangey vegetables and potatoes and sweet potatoes and things like that, that's great. Um, and we want to always eat it warm and use warming spices. Spices are so good because they will add in the quality that you're seeking. And you can just change the quality of a meal simply by adding in some of these spices that will bring up the heat in the food. So things like nutmeg and um, cinnamon and um, can be a good option. Pepper, of course. Mustard seeds, for instance, is a really good option as well. And then what we want to do, especially when we're quite out of balance and we might not even notice that our hunger levels are what they usually are, like we might feel like hungry in the wrong time of the day, especially if we've been traveling and things like that. And then when we usually are supposed to be hungry, then we're not hungry and whatnot. In that case, it could be a good idea to make just really small portions, smaller portions than you usually used to. And then instead, just eat more frequently. So we still want to have a good solid three hours in between meals so that the um, digestive system has time to do its work. But it's a good option to maybe then eat every four hours, for instance. Eat smaller meals, warming meals, nourishing meals, a little bit heavier meals every four hours, for instance, during the day, during the sun hours of the 24 hours of the circadian rhythm. So that is one thing. We also want to make sure that we are hydrated. So we want to drink quite a lot. Now, we never want to drink cold. Not even, especially if we're quite out of balance and that if we're in a cold climate, not even, I would say, almost room temperature. If you can drink like warming teas quite a lot, that is really good. And we don't want to drink these liquids with the meals. So we want to make sure that 20 minutes before and 20 minutes after the meal, there is no drinking. And then in between that, however, of course, drink uh, quite a lot of those. And there you can also then have these quite nourishing, warming. Um, one, of course, that I will always recommend because I love it so much and because it's really good for everyone is to make your own of the cumin, coriander, fennel tea and just drink that during the day as well. So that is another one that's really important. You want to um, skip cold foods or raw foods and you also want to make sure that you go to bed really early. I mean, a lot of people struggle with this, I know. And especially when you are out of balance like this, you just don't want to compromise. Just go to bed. Make sure that you're in bed 
at the latest by 10 p.m. And and even if the sleep isn't great, if you wake up during the night and all of that, do get up still early in the morning. Try to get up before the sun comes up and get some movement going. Okay, so we still want to detox our body and have some movement even when we're out of balance. Remembering the idea of only doing 50% of your capacity in these situations specifically. When you're really strong and everything is thriving and you're at the top of the world, then of course you can, you can, you can do other things than that. You can push yourself if you feel that that feels good. We're talking about when you're out of balance, yeah? And so in that case, it's also quite good to know that vata, its seat in the body, is in the colon. So that means that the pelvic area is quite affected when vata is out of balance. And so if you can just make some nice and gentle movement where you really get the hips moving. So this means some of you might just do some, put on the best music you, you have, you know, that you really love and you, you, you dance around in your room. That's a great way to move. It doesn't have to be something that's so darn productive. You move, you meditate, you self-soothe with oil. I believe I've spoken about this before, just as a small thing to add on here. In the morning, it's a really good idea, especially when your vata is out of balance, when you are going through these changes, to take a tiny, tiny bit of oil. You don't want to get a use a lot of oil like they would in some kind of massage room, okay? Just a little bit of oil, you warm it in your hands. And you try to do this in a room, especially if you're in a cold climate, do this in the bathroom, you know, or somewhere where it's nice and warm. And then you gently massage your body from your feet and up, from your fingers and in, from the scalp and down. Nice, warm, slow circles of massaging the body, allowing for that oil to go fully into the skin. Wearing after that light clothing as you do your movement. And then once you've finished your movement, you can have your shower if you need to and get ready for the day. So in these things that I've just been explaining to you, you are addressing these issues that usually we have when movement happens, right? So we're talking about sleep, digestion, bowel movement, hunger levels, and of course, the physical manifestations that happens then that we don't really get the movement going because we're out of whack. And so by just doing these simple things that I've told you now, you are helping yourself to get into balance again. What this means is that as soon as you've been doing things that you know will affect this, so when you've been traveling or when you know, okay, the weather is changing, you can actually begin to pay attention and do these things straight away. You know, it's easier to continue on a high note of something that's already going well than to come from a lower place and trying to come back to balance again. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode I am very grateful if you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this please help me to spread the word 
share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste. Namaste.